Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jibo here to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Podcorn, a website that helps podcasters find podcast sponsorship opportunities. I found it very easy to set up an account with them. Then all I had to do was find sponsors I wanted to work with. Next, I had to set my fee and where to put their ad in this episode and send the proposal over. That easy. Literally, only took me a few minutes to do. You don't give up any rights to your show, and Podcorn will be there to help you every step of the way. So click the link in our show notes and head over to podcorn.com right now and sign up today and start earning. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. And yes, I am by myself, but we're switching it up a little bit this week. This uh, episode is going to be the UFC MMA uh, combat sport episode, and me and Shoulders will be recording an episode um, that we will release on Saturday with a lot of uh, NFL and baseball talk with... um, a lot of news uh, this past week, so that's why we definitely wanted to get an episode with me and him together uh, out tomorrow. But even with the MMA episode here, uh, still a lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get into that, head over to Twitter, follow us there, ST Sports Podcast, as well as uh, like and share our Facebook page. Um, head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe to that. We're still working on the live streaming. Um, I mean, it's all new to us, so kind of learning as we go, in, in other words. Um, and also head over to podchaser.com. Look us up on there. I'm going to um, try to get our Podchaser uh, profile page put on our website, which is at staytunesports.net. Leave us reviews there. Any comments, even ideas of you know what you want us to bring into the show segments and stuff like that would would be appreciated as well so two weeks ago we had ufc 247 john jones versus reyes not going to go through the whole card of what happened because obviously it was two weeks ago and we have a ufc card tomorrow night um but definitely some controversial stuff happened during that that fight card starting with the prelims involving the judges there is a video out there of Joe Rogan calling out one of the judges during a fight not even paying attention to the the fight itself he was actually on his phone playing with his phone not sure why Um, there was definitely two fights maybe three fights that were scored very, very erratic, very, very weird, um, and especially the John Jones fight. And that 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 one right there, I just want to jump in and start talking about it. Um, John Jones retained his belt by decision, uh, went five rounds. I'll give Reyes credit. I mean, he went hard all five rounds. He definitely, definitely pushed Jones. It felt like. Compared to the past couple fights Jones had where 
just seemed like he wasn't interested into the fight. Now, the judge, the judges scored it. Two of the judges scored it. Um, I believe it was like a uh, like 49-46 or something like that. Basically, three rounds to two. The third judge actually had it four rounds to one, John Jones, which I'm sorry, I did not have it that way. I actually had it raised three to two. It was a close fight. And that is the consensus among a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook that it was a close fight. Um, definitely a three two uh, as far as the rounds go. Whether it went Jones in some fight fans' opinions or Reyes' uh, fight fan opinion. Now, the judge actually got called out by the UFC commentary crew, which I thought was very strange and uh, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one here that thinks this, but I thought that was a little bit unprofessional. I mean, yeah, okay, you may not agree with how he scored it, but to put his name out there and then us knowing how Twitter and the world is and Facebook and all that stuff... Dude ended up getting a lot of death threats. Has car busted out. He actually went on Twitter to defend his um, his stance on the fight. And whether we agree with him or not, I mean, he was based off of the, the rules that were given to him of how to judge the fight. Where pretty much the whole fight, John Jones was walking Reyes down. But Reyes was connecting with some of the, 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 the counters or, or and some of the shots that he was uh, throwing. Now, the first two rounds, I had it Reyes. Second round was a little bit closer. Third round, I had it Reyes, but I could see it going Jones's way. Fourth and fifth round, gave it to Jones. Seemed like Reyes kind of uh, started tailing off a little bit, but I thought he did enough in the first three rounds to win the fight. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Came out a couple days later after the fight that the Kansas uh, Board of Commissions actually is going to implement, and this was actually brought up on UFC 247, the post-fight post you know main event card or whatever, they're actually going to use real-time scoring, which if you were watching UFC 247, the commentary crew was saying how they would like to see how the judges scored it between each round. Me personally, I think that would be a great idea. Now, here are, here are some of the points of live scoring that, uh, that Kansas is going to be using. So, Beginning on March 1st, the Kansas Athletic Commission are going to offer MMA promoters the option for real-time scoring. So, it's going to be up to the promotion if they want to use it or not. You know, UFC 350, they may want to use it there and not UFC 375. You know, it's going to be based off of uh, promotion. After every round, the score of the fight will become public knowledge, told to the fighters' corner, the broadcast team, and the fans in attendance. 
Uh, like I said, it's up to the, the, the promoter and the commission will be flexible to the promoter's desire. Um, another point of it was it could be used for some fights and not others. So if they, if the promotion only wants to use it for championship fights and not prelim cards, that's up to them. Um, also the scoring information can be given only to select people in between rounds and the Invicta FC will be the first one to use the scoring in Kansas uh, on March 6th. Now in boxing, the WBC has open scoring after the fourth and eighth rounds in the in jurisdiction that allow it. Now, some of the concern, concerns that people have are, okay, let's say, you know, uh, a judge has Jones up three to zero. Well, now he, he's just going to play defense. You know, so a lot like uh, the California uh, Athletic Commission is against it because they think that's exactly what's going to happen is the person up is going to be just playing defense and running around. I'm playing devil's advocate here and I'm going to think the guy that is down may actually take more of a chance and pressure him a little bit more and you never know. Maybe he gets that you know, flash KO. I, I, I still think live scoring is the best option for MMA, whether it's UFC, Bellator, because I think that's what's going to happen. Um, in the Reyes fight, in his post-fight uh, conference, Reyes even said he would be all for it because he thought going into the fourth and fifth rounds, he was up and he thought he did enough to get by. Now, if he would have known that live scoring, maybe the fourth uh, round, he would have pushed a little harder and tried to make that a harder decision for the judges. Excuse me, I had to take a quick little drink of my Miller Lite. Um, now, maybe a way that uh, some of these promotions could negotiate, say, with the California community is how I just said about the WBC released the scorings in the fourth and eighth rounds. Maybe with UFC and Bellator, you don't release it every round. You know, if it's a three-round fight, maybe release after the second round. Obviously, it's either going to be 1-1 or 2-0. Didn't mean to sound like Booger McFarlane there. But that third round, if a fighter is down two rounds, it's going to push them to do more and, and try to get that that finish instead of waiting the last 30 seconds of a of the round. If it's a five-round championship fight, maybe second and the fourth rounds at the end of the second and fourth rounds. But either way, I, I really do believe live scoring will be beneficial to the fighters and to the promotion. And you won't have boring fights that some of these fans feel. 
Now, I really, th I think if March 6th, if there's a, a case where, you know, us fans may have it two rounds to, to nothing and the judges score it 1-1 one, one, and that third round you get a knockout, I think you might see some movement towards a live scoring uh, for, you know, cards and stuff like that in California. Now, some of the other fights, I, I, I do have to come back a second here and, and talk about the Derek Lewis fight. Even that one was a close fight. He, he won by unanimous decision. And all three rounds were scored 29-28. Going into the fight, I was hoping to see something other than his haymakers. And he was throwing a lot more kicks and knees that seemed to kind of set up, uh, not necessarily set up, but made um, Latifi worry about other things other than that, that haymaker. And I'll give Latifi credit. You know, he took some good punches and he still kept going. Now what I would like to see Lewis do is work on some grappling and his wrestling. Because once Latifi got him down to the ground, Lewis had a hard time getting him off the mat. And obviously Lewis's strength is on his feet. The other championship fight was uh, Valentina Shevchenko versus Caitlin Chukagan. And obviously, Shevchenko is just a, a different level, you know. Um, she defeated her, basically put her in a crucifix with elbows and punches in the third round. Like, I mean, there was no, it wasn't even close. I mean, I, you know, I was live tweeting on Twitter a little bit and seeing some of the people say, you know, come on, Valentina, just... Finally, put her out of misery. You, we know you are going to win this. Let's end this. So, what is next for her? Well, it was announced this past week that she will be facing JoJo Calderwood. Which is the right choice. I mean, Calderwood's been very good lately, her past couple fights. I like her. I know a lot of people like her because of how sweet and innocent she sounds and blah, blah. I mean, she may be a nice person. I'm sorry, though. She's going to get her, her her butt kicked. I I like Calderwood, so don't think I'm a Valentina, you know, fan here. And I like Valentina, too, but she's just a different level. And I think after she's done done with Calderwood here, the only other fight to make is Amanda Nunez. You know, she she lost twice to her. The first time was an obvious loss. The second time was a lot closer. And I think Valentina is finally coming into her, her prime as well as Nunez. And I think it could be a good fight. And I... I still think Valentina beats Nunez even. Because Nunez, yes, she has boxing. And, you know, we've seen with the Cyborg fight. And 
um, Ronda Rousey and all those. You know, she has knockout power, but we saw Valentina with Jessica I. She can knock you out with her foot, with her legs. I think Valentina has a little bit more all-around skills that she could beat you anyway, and I think she would do that to Nunez. Now, also, this past um, past weekend, we had bare-knuckle boxing. It was uh, BKFC 10. And it was Hector Lombard's BKFC debut. And I'll tell you what, once again, not a dull moment. First four fights were all knockouts in the first round. They actually had to take about a 15-20 a minute um, kind of filler just to make sure they had enough time to put all these fights in because they were just... I think the first two fights were over within the first 10 minutes of the pay-per-view. The wife was at work and she's like, you know, the main card, come on, on you know, yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're already four fights in. Hopefully you could see the main event. But um, a lot of Good knockouts, uh, one nasty knockout that I, I actually really was worried for. Um, I think it was, uh, I think it was Abdul Velasquez was the one. He he got knocked out by that uh, that win, and the scary part was he knocked him out, and on his way down. He was out cold and face planted and just bounced his head off the, the mat two or three times. Thankfully, he, after a few minutes, was able to get up and walk out on his own power. Um, I actually like that 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 uh, that win. Um, first off, he came out dressed as a uh, Mortal Kombat character, um, Raiden. And he came out to the Mortal Kombat theme song that was a good fight the Hector Lombard main event fight I was slightly unimpressed I I thought he would come out and throw some power and the first round against David Mundell he just he seemed timid and once he got going he got hit a couple times Seemed like he was like, uh, what, what did I get myself into here? Type look. Now, I mean, he was jacked and, and Lombard's known to knock out people in Bellator and UFC. And that's why I really had high hopes for him. I, I would say he, that fight, not necessarily that fight, that fighter, Hector Lombard, I was a little, uh, depressed about, you know, not living up to my expectations for this fight but the lightweight tournament uh, kicked off it was the quarterfinals we had a Ulysses Diaz versus Brian Maxwell Diaz won by TKO as well as Luis Palomino over Elvin Brito who won by decision I love the, the lightweight division in this uh bare knuckle boxing it's it's just entertaining and i was actually surprised reggie barnett was actually on the prelim 
He came in second against Johnny Bedford in that tournament. And it wasn't like he was bad. I mean, that fight was a good fight. So, you know, maybe David Feldman was switching up, maybe get a little bit more motivation to, you know, get back into this thing. Um, the co-main event actually was a very good fight too. Uh, Jim Ayler's defeated Caleb Harris by decision. And we got to see Jim Ayler's go past the third round. Um, every fight he's been in has been a knockout. And the farthest he's ever gone was third round. And Caleb Harris took him the whole five rounds. And you definitely did see Jim Ayler's slow down in the fourth and fifth round. Every round... He came out that first minute or so, balls to the wall, and then just kind of gassed out towards towards the end there. I even said it looked like Caleb Harris's game plan was just weather the storm until he slows down and try to take advantage, and he almost pulled it out. Now, the next pay-per-view is next month which my boy Sam Shoemaker will be on the, the, the card. I forget who the, the main event is. But obviously, well, that one I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to get because I'll be out of town. So I'm going to try to sneak it on my phone somehow. Um, and I'm sure some more fights for that card will be Announced over the next couple weeks. While they did have that little lull between the fourth and the fifth fight to kind of fill time, they had David Feldman on and he did say that they're going to have a pay per view every month, which I'm excited about. And they're going to, uh, July, be up in New York, which I'm hoping to get up there to, to attend one in person. Like I said, we got a UFC fight night. This weekend. So I figure I'll give my picks. Before we leave to. Tonight. Main event we got Paul Felder. Versus Dan Hooker. Uh, Co-main event is. Jimmy Crute. Versus Michael. Alexi. Zook. Uh, Carolina. Versus. Jan. That's the, the women's uh, strawweight division. Then we have Marcos Lima versus Ben Soli. We also have Brad Riddle versus Mustafiv. And then also kicking it off, we have Kevin Aguilar going up against Zubaria. That's his first name because I see his last name. I don't, don't mean to be a dick to try to butcher it. So. Um, kicking it off, I'm going to go with Kevin Aguilar. Him, I've seen fight a couple times. The other guy, really haven't seen much of. Might have been one of those that I missed his his fight passes or, or whatnot. Um, after that, we have Brad Riddle versus Mustafiv. I'm going to go with Riddle with the, the upset. 
Then in the heavyweight division, we have Ben Sosoli going up against Marcos Lima. I'm going to go with Lima there. Um, just because he, he seems he has a little bit more uh, fight experience, where Sosili is 7 and 2. Lima is 16, 16, uh, 16 and 6, I'm sorry. And then I got to go with my girl Carolina in the straw weight. Hopefully she could get a little bounce back because I think she's on like a two fight lose streak. And it's amazing because she was just uh, fighting for the belt what, three, four fights ago. You know, it's a, it's amazing with the fight game what it could do. Uh, co-main event, we have Jimmy Crute versus Michael Oleskzuv. I'm going to go with Jimmy Crute. That is the light heavyweight division. And then for the main event, Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker. I know Dan Hooker called out Felder a couple times, so this should be a good fight. I like what Paul Felder said. Uh, he's expecting to be in a hospital win or lose after this fight he's expecting a war and i'm expecting the same thing i don't think this goes to decision i think someone gets knocked out but i'm gonna go with paul felder here i think he's, he kind of pumps the brakes on dan hooker so that's gonna be it for tonight like i said we will be back tomorrow me and shoulders talking nfl baseball um, I think we got a little bit of a uh, hockey talk, maybe. Um, but before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Like and share our page. Head over to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Head over to our Podchaser uh, profile there that I'm going to add to our website, which is staytunesports.net. Leave us a five-star review. Comment. Any suggestions that you would like to see or hear on the show would, would be appreciated. So till tomorrow, this is your good friend Jimbo signing out.